Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Don't get those hopes up about 2022. At least not in the sense that the front office is going to go bonkers trying to build up the big league roster. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Ben Charrington had his end-of-season session with us yesterday afternoon. The questioning went back and forth for about my goodness, 45 minutes, which is an eternity with a big league GM in any sport. And he seemed eager and willing to answer just about everything that was thrown his way. And trust me, having been in there, it wasn't softball time. This team, for whatever else, it's done well at multiple levels of the organization. It hasn't done well at all obviously, at the Pittsburgh level. And as I've shared with you many times on this show, my own feeling is that the Pirates would do themselves a favor, would help their own plan, would help assist in creating patience that's necessary to make that plan a success if they didn't completely stink at the one level that has the most eyeballs on it. It's been two years now under this management group. I know that's going to seem unfair to some people because, you know, they only had the 60 games last season. They didn't have minor leagues and everything else. Too bad. doesn't matter. It's been a long time for people here. It's been a long time for people throughout the organization. And there is an impact, a negative impact, that can cloud or even derail, as we've seen in other instances, what you hope to achieve. I asked Charrington about, you know, his awareness of that or his appreciation for that. Sure. Well, yeah, first of all, you know, it's, it's, it's almost easier for me to jump into their shoes than it is, you know, think about this as a GM because I've been a fan for a lot longer than I've had this job. Um, so totally appreciate the passion and probably at, at times the frustration uh, that comes with that and, um, and grateful for our fans. I do hear from them directly. Um, some, it's always passionate. Sometimes it's frustrating. Um, often it's with good ideas and often it's with a ton of encouragement and support. So appreciate that. In terms of your question, yes, um, of course there'd be value in improving the 2022 team and that will be our aim to do that. We just have to do it in a way that is consistent 
with what we believe gives us a chance to build a winning team here and a sustainable winning team here over time. So if there's way if if there's ways we can improve the 2022 team um, that still give uh, a young player a chance to grow, improve, become more than what they are now, then we should look at that. We should we should pursue that. If there's ways we can add to the team that we simply think are just represent an opportunity, you know, that where we're you know where we see some value in a trade or in free agency, um, and maybe we can we think there's some way we can. Um, you know, we can acquire a player and, and that player will be better uh, than um, maybe he has been or we can do something developmentally, then absolutely we should be focused on that. Uh, we want to improve. We want, we want to see steady growth, absolutely, um, from our team. Um, we just have to be focused on specific player acquisitions that are consistent with what we believe gives us the best chance to not just get to a winning team but sustain it over time. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern, directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. Everyone knows about Steak on a Stone there, and if you don't, uh, make sure you take care of that sometime soon. It is an eating experience. But not everyone knows that they've got great cocktails, too, and 28 taps and Delusions Adult Slushies. There's a full menu of outstanding food. Outstanding food. Don't think of it when you hear the word tavern as just like a bar or sports bar or whatever. Outstanding food and service as well. Visit North Shore Tavern right across Federal Street from PNC Park. More questions went at Charrington about 2022. And that's to be expected. I'm sure he expected it. He knows the Pirates are based in Pittsburgh. He knows this isn't St. Petersburg, Florida, where nobody's paying attention. And the Rays front office, in weird kind of ways, can actually benefit from that because they can make really unpopular moves and not have to deal with repercussions. That's not how it works here. This franchise has been rooted for 135 years. These people, even though they're new, most of them, to the organization are aware of that. They're also aware of what happened here in 2013 to 15. They've seen the videos. They've seen the highlights. They've seen Cueto drop the ball. Russ hit the bomb. Justin Morneau with the relay. They've seen all that. They've seen the crowds. They know. They know. But no matter how many times the subject of 2022 came up, Charrington kept finding a way to swing it back to, we have to take care of the whole thing. Understand, please, I have no issue with that. If anything, I've been a vocal proponent of the approach that he's taking. Also tried to call attention to some of those little victories that they've had behind the scenes that aren't uh, necessarily visible to a lot of fans, that certainly aren't visible when they turn on the game that night and see Kyle Keller or somebody like that pitching and giving up home runs. But I remain of the belief that they will do themselves and their own broader ambitions a big favor 
by being better in Pittsburgh than they've been. And realistically, what are we talking about here? Where is that bar? It's now at 101 losses. And you know and I know that if 2020 had played out, that team was going to be even worse. So what's your bar? This? Don't be a catastrophe? Lose less than 90? I don't think that's asking a whole heck of a lot, and I also don't think it has to happen through just biding time, through hoping that this young player or that young player can fill this position or that position or a couple of spots in the rotation or the bullpen. Figure out where you want everyone to be organizationally going into 2022. Do everything that you can to maximize their talents wherever they are. But then look at the roster in Pittsburgh and say, whoa, hang on, we've got no corner outfielders. This is a problem. And we're going to address this problem even though it has nothing to do with the future, even though it's not a building block. Yes, that's going to cost money. It might even cost a little bit of baseball capital. I don't have a problem with that. I know for a fact this city won't have a problem with that. I don't hear a whole lot of clamoring for Bob Nutting to be frugal or to continue to be frugal. The payroll, as I'm speaking to you right now for the 2022 season, is $0.00. That's how much is committed. That doesn't mean that's how much they'll cost. Some players, notably Brian Reynolds through arbitration, are going to get really big raises. His should be enormous. But I look at this team, and without having done any sort of deep-dive math, and see it as probably being about a $40 million outfit, as is. And they spent close to 60 this season. So what are we really looking at here? What are the limitations? What are the restrictions? Don't expect, by the way, Charrington to come out, or, or anyone with the Pirates, to come out and say, oh yeah, we're definitely going to hike things up, because that kills their negotiating slash bargaining power with any free agent with whom they'd speak. And I know that for a fact, because I've dealt with agents for many, many years, and the first and most important thing that agents want to know going into any, any contract setup is how much money does the team have? because that'll affect how much they asked for. So don't be disappointed that Charrington didn't come out and say, ah, payroll's going up, here we go. I didn't expect that, but I'm going to be honest with you. I did expect to at least feel, feel a little bit more urgency toward 2022 than I did. And that was, candidly, that was disappointing. When we come back, just one question. Just one question, and today's comes from Derek, who asks, Who should be the opening day starter for the Pirates in 2022? Stephen Brault, Mitch Keller, JT Brubaker, Rowanzi Contreras, a free agent? 
Well, Derek, the first thing that pops to mind is that Chad Cool was your 2021 opening day starter. For real. I was there at Wrigley Field, watched it with my own eyes, still can't believe it. And he's going to be one of those guys that goes down in franchise history when you're trying to name obscure opening day starters like Eric Bedard and people like that, you know? Um, unfortunately, it's kind of a long list over the last four decades. But to attempt to answer your question, managers tend to look for that older or semi-older guy that they'd like to reward, that they know it would have a real impact on that individual. So I'd be looking definitely not in the direction of someone like Contreras, who, by the way, between Contreras and O'Neill Cruz, when they came up with Charrington, just as an aside yesterday, he really made it sound like they won't start in the majors next year. And that doesn't surprise me considering their Super 2 status and so forth. But out of the names that you mentioned and really all the names that they have at hand, I would say Brault. I would. He's the most experienced of the group. He's just gone through a really tough time with injuries over the last couple of years. If he were to have a strong offseason, if he were able to get through spring training healthy and hale and you know, all of his other Brault-like traits, meaning his enthusiasm and his popularity with his teammates, his energy, his enthusiasm. Heck, he could sing the first anthem of the season himself. I could see that taking place. You also mentioned a free agent. Well, if it's someone that comes in from the outside like Tyler Anderson did, and they come in and they make their own impact in Bradenton, in spring training, which, by the way, Anderson really did. Anderson was terrific to have around. Everyone with the Pirates will attest to that. Then someone like that might be somebody, if you look at the course of their career and say, wow, that guy's been around forever and he never started on an opening day, you could see a manager go to a nod like that. But it's not going to be something where you say, wow, Derek Shelton's really turning the page toward the future here by putting Contreras out there. I don't think you're going to see something like that. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. Let's do another one tomorrow.